Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another week of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Ali Lovely, and I have a few announcements and then we're going to get right into today's episode. Number one. Episode three of The Pursuit of Magic is out and we are talking about purpose and the way that we wish our life away. We're going to talk a lot about time and how we view time and how time can be a really beautiful thing or it can be a really scary thing. So definitely go check that out and let me know what you think. The next announcement I have is that on Instagram, starting December 1st, we're doing a social media challenge. And in this social media challenge, we're doing 31 Days of Magic It's 31 days of honest questions to gain clarity, to find gratitude and meaningful magic in your life. And essentially you'll be calling it meaningful manifestation because it's getting in contact with maybe questions that we haven't asked ourselves that gain us clarity of where we're at. So we can start appreciating where we're at in order to garner energy that would be in alignment with where we want to go. A lot of times when we're looking at the future and what we'd like to manifest, we're thinking that we are without or that where we're at is not where we want to be. And so we continue a cycle of what's not good or doesn't feel good in our life. And so these questions of this challenge is asking ourselves to really dig deep and come in contact with what could be blocking us, what could be stopping us, what keeps us from feeling joyful and seeing magic in our everyday life that will help us manifest something better later. So both of those kind of go in tandem. Uh, If you're looking for that kind of transformation in your new year in 2023, there's a lot coming through about what's coming in this upcoming year. And it's almost like, again, we need to be ready, if that makes sense. So anyway, have a really amazing episode with Reginald Lewis today. He is a psychic medium. He's the soul teacher and he helps coach people on their path. It's a really amazing episode. We talk about a lot of different things. And so I hope you really enjoy it. Make sure to check him out and what he does. And also check out our after show where he gives me a reading. It's at patreon.com slash the lovely Alia. If you want to become a Patreon member, just go there and become a member of any tier. Every month we have, depending on the tier, we have um, Oracle readings, we have Mystery School, we have a community of mystics that talk and um, are able to geek out and get weird about things that are all spiritual. And, uh, And I talk to you guys every month. So if you'd like to see the after episode, go there. And without further ado, here is our episode now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we have Reginald Lewis, the soul teacher, psychic medium, person to the stars, <laughs> uh, all around wonderful person. How are you doing, Reginald? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Good. It's great to have you. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because you're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is 
mediumship uh, and uh, the ability to be able to connect to your soul in ways that like maybe a lot of our listeners are having trouble with these days. Um, I saw you first on the Steve Harvey show, which was really fun. And actually uh, I saw you because I was Googling something about mediumship. I was trying to learn more about my own mediumship and ways in which I'm connecting to spirit and learning how to connect to spirit um, and also trying to teach others how to connect to spirit. And then you came across and I saw the ways in which you've been able to impact people um, by being able to connect them, not only to their loved ones, but teach them more about themselves and their trajectory. It's really, really amazing what you do. Um, So I would love to hear kind of a background story about like, how did you get to this place? Like, how did you understand that you were speaking to spirit that, that there you are connecting to the other side, how did it show up for you? And how did you now uh, get to a place where you're able to use that in your career? So I first became conscious as far as exactly what I was, as far as a psychic medium, et cetera, more later in my teenager years. But when I think back, as far as when my experiences began with spirit and, and my psychic abilities and things of that nature, it was about I want to say around the age of three, four, um, I could definitely remember having experiences before I even could even talk, you know, in useful sentences. I remember seeing things, you know, and thinking like, okay, that's interesting, you know, being a kid. I remember the earliest memory actually is I was a a granny's baby. So I was around my grandmother a lot. And I remember um, I used to always see things like, I would call them portals. And I would say, Granny, I call her Granny. Granny, see that, that? And I, I would be pointing. I remembered this early memory of her just saying, no, I don't see it. But in a way, like, it wasn't like, she wasn't even, like, denying what I was seeing. It was just like, I don't see it. But you could tell that she believed me, mm-hmm. you know? So she never, like, pushed it off or I was never reprimanded, you know? So at an early age, I had the ability to be able to feel comfortable with my abilities because she understood because it's actually hereditary for me Hmm. so so my maternal grandmother you know which you know also had the gift and her grand you know her grandmother and mother had the gift so it runs in the family so she understood and kind of knew at an early age like oh he has the gift (laughs) no um so that's it began around that age around three or four and of course as I got older I just had more and more experiences that really kind of um caught my interest and curiosity and made it made me want to I had a yearning to learn more and really figure out what was this ability you know what was this gift and like I said when I got around my teenager years I remember 13 and 14 when I was able to kind of go out and kind of go to the bookstore or go to the library on my own I would naturally gravitate to the you know the section of you know spirituality you know the paranormal mm-hmm you know, watch everything I could watch on TV when it had to do with psychics and mediums. And that's when I start to kind of realize and put the terminology to who I was, psychic, medium, clairvoyant, empath, this and that. But my family didn't utilize those terms very interesting enough. It was just like, they just used normal, regular, you know, terminology. It was nothing, no metaphysical terminology. Uh, they didn't use psychic, which is like, oh, they have the gift or, you know, I dream of this. And it was like, it was like so normal. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so being growing up in that way, like, did you find, like you said, you, your granny didn't like reprimand you or say, Oh, that's not there. You had a lot of support and connection to that. Is that something also your mom has? Like, how did you find like, f- cause for me, uh, when, I, when I was younger, I was seeing spirits 
uh, connecting to certain maybe entities, or if you will. My father also has the gift and so does my grandmother, um, but on opposite sides. And so this is something that they just, they don't, they don't ever talk about. And so when we would talk about it, it would be like this thing, like, <gasps> we don't talk about this. This is not a Christian thing, or, you know, like this is something that's just the devil trying to trick you. So it was something I was always scared of. So what was the dynamic and the environment in your household when you were saying that I'm seeing so-and-so, like I, I saw a story that your mom had mentioned where you were seeing your grandmother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw one of my, so I, I know the experience that you're talking or referencing to with my mom and it was actually, um, it would actually be my first encounter with death and mm. it was a cousin that passed away oh, yeah. tragically that was murdered. Mm. And, uh, you know, he was quite young around the same age as my mom. And um, I remember we had his funeral once again, it's my first encounter with death. And I had to be about seven, I want to say six or seven years old. And I just remember going to the funeral and, you know, all these people gathering, remember this is my first exposure to funeral, death, all these things and watching everybody crying and emotional and I'm neutral, you know, because I'm just observing as this little kid and I see people going up to the coffin and, you know, crying and I just, you know, kids, it's interesting, kids are so smart in the most simplistic ways. We just have this natural, like, logic, you know, younger people. And I just remember, okay, I know we put them in a box, and I know we put them in the ground. So that's what I remember. That night, and seven days consecutively after his funeral, he came to me. Hmm. Uh, I would wake up, and I would look, and he would be standing there in the doorway. And at first, it was a bit frightening at first because my logic as a kid is I know he's not supposed to be there. Right. You know, because I know where we put him, you know? Mm -hmm. So logic was like scary, but then for after, it kind of went away and there was this solace, this peace. And it's almost like this feeling of I'm okay. Like I got this message from him that I'm okay. So that happened seven, seven days in a row after his funeral. Not too soon after his passing, like literally probably, I want to say maybe the next month or so, I had my second encounter with death. And this hit a lot more closer because it was a cousin who was my age oh. and she passed away tragically. And unfortunately, she was riding her bike from a friend's house and there was a storm and a there was an electric line that fell. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And, and, and electrocuted her. And so that was extremely tragic and hit very close because she was very close to Such my a freak age. accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, same thing happened. She, I, I would, you know, wake up and I remember she would be sitting next to me, like, you know, legit and looking at me and she was just there. Nothing scary. It was just like peaceful, just as neutral, peaceful and just kind of looking. And the same facial expression that my cousin had, my other cousin mm -hmm. had, just like, I'm okay. I'm fine. And I really didn't understand that until much later. You know, I would tell my mom and my mom would say, okay, but never really dug much more into it. And then later I realized, oh, they were just coming to me because, you know, I have the gift and just mm -hmm. literally just saying, I'm fine. I'm okay. Because they did, they both passed tragically. Right. Right. Do they always come at night? at your bedside. <laughs> I think that's what everybody's super scared about. I'm going to open up the spirit and they're going to show up when I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you, you ask that question because that was always like yeah. my worst fear uh -huh. growing up because uh, like I said, my, my grandmother had the gift 
And it's on both sides on my maternal side. So it's definitely right. on my mom's side, both on my grandmother and grandfather's side. And I grew up where my grandmother and my uncles, they had stories of all their houses were haunted. So they had a hundred. All of their houses stories. were haunted? Yeah. I mean, they had <laughs> they had so many ghost stories, all of them. So I was always like, please, God, please don't <laughs> let dead people like, I don't want to see dead people popping up at the end of my bed, you know? I don't want to hear no cabinets, you know, yeah. flying. I don't want to see no ghosts running past me in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, all these stories that I grew up with my grandmother. <laughs> so thank, thank God that was not majority of my experience and only had a few experiences like that. And, and the experiences I had were close. They were never random people. I, I, I had random spirits, but it was like very rare here mm-hmm. and there. The ones that really would come close to me were loved ones that would come and visit me and do that kind of thing, I guess, because I was more comfortable with them, but I've never had the experience where I was like, oh no, I want to run away from this. <laughs> you know, like, like what's that movie? Six Sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank God I did not have that experience. And I think the universe, God knew that. My guides knew that because if I probably did have that experience, I probably would have kind of shut down my gift and didn't want to break those type of scary experiences. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Like I had a a spirit come in my room. It looked like my mom, but wasn't my mom and did this kind of what looked like a marionette dance towards me, which was really creepy. And then stood over my bed for, you know, what seemed like hours. And I just, and like with this really like (sighs) kind of breathing and I just, you know, covered myself up and I was like, so freaked out about it that like, I never saw after that. I was never able to see anymore. I can feel presence. I can hear things every once in a while or whatever. Um, I can usually intuit clairvoyantly, but I can, I can't see anymore. And it was about like 10, 11 or so when that kind of completely shut down. So to have a household where that's something supported, it's not touted as something scary. Like at what, which point did you start to figure out, like, I can really help people with this. Okay. That began, I want to say in middle school, because I remember in middle school, that's the time when, you know, you're a teenager and, you know, you're interested in all, all kinds of things and dibbling, dabbling, this and that, and just learning about yourself, you know, who you are. And I remember once again, you know, I've always had this interest. I love reading and this thirst are just knowledge and wanting to learn as much as I can. And like I said, you know, I would go to the bookstore and sit in the bookstore in the library for hours and find every book on psychics and mediums and the paranormal, watch television shows. And uh, when I started to see that there were other people, especially this was the time when there there was the height of John Edwards, Sylvia Brown. And I was seeing these people on TV. I was like, I can do that. Because I have, (laughs) like I recognize, you know, and that was exciting for me because it was like, wow, if I'm watching these people on TV, they're doing this. That, that gives me hope, like, okay, there is a reason for this gift. There's a purpose mm-hmm. for this gift. It's not just happening to me. And, and maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing, helping people in that way. So that definitely motivated me. That inspired me, um, kind of gave me some directive. And so what I began doing is I started doing readings at school. So I first began with, you know, regular just aura readings, you mm-hmm. know, or I started to learn how to read auras because I could always see auras. And I didn't know what it always was until I, once again, I edu- my, educated myself and read books and I was like, oh, okay, I'm seeing auras. I'm mm-hmm. clairvoyant. So, <laughs> so I started doing these readings with my uh, classmates. And I remember, I don't know if you remember if you had this like back in like middle school, like where you have like your close friends at lunchtime that you yeah. always sit with your group. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I did it like a joking way, like, 
you know, guys, like, do you guys want a reading? Like, I can do like a reading. And of course, they're like, okay, cool, you know? <laughs> and I would read them. And there was this pattern. I started to see this pattern where they would keep coming back to me because they would always say, remember what you said? That came true. Mm-hmm. Or, that was true, you know? And I just thought like I was a good guesser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm making it up. <laughs> great guesser. Yeah. You know? But it would just happen too much and too consistently and just very specific things I was like okay this is more than just guessing obviously mm-hmm. you know I really do have something and you know I be I I became known for that I became kind of popular for that because everybody was like well you know ask Reggie go to Reggie for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know Reggie will know <laughs> so you know went from my classmates to like, you know, even like some of my, you know, other like staff or people around the school that knew about my gift to like, of course, my family members that I got comfortable with. And then it started to extend slowly out of that from people outside of my circle to complete strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started to see the impact and me be able to hit things and tell people things that I had no connection to and had no idea, that's when it really hit me like, okay, this is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what were you reading, you know, these middle schoolers and saying, hey, grandma's hang, hanging out here or whatever. Were you doing more of like the auras and more about what's happening in their life? Yeah, it was more it started with the intuitive and psychic aspect. So it was more psychic things like, oh, this is going to happen. You know, like I was able to foretell a lot of things ahead of time. Like, oh, this is this so and so is going to happen or this is going to happen. And that's when they would always come back, you know, either net the week, a week later or so and and be like, Reggie, what you said came true. Oh my God. You know, they were just like shocked, you know? So it began in that way. And like I said, reading orders. And then, uh, and then the mediumship started to come in spirit started to come in very straight more so with other people around me where I was in class. And sometimes it was hard for me to focus because I would feel the impression of sun there, a spirit there. And I could feel the personality and but I was scared. I was still kind of nervous. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything. People are gonna think I'm weird, you know. Yeah. Like, see invisible people, you know. Like so, I didn't really necessarily open up to my classmates and things about that aspect until later. I think when I when I felt comfortable um, with kind of knowing what I was doing exactly and how to express it. I started to read strangers. I think I was more comfortable reading strangers because it's like, well, at least if they think I'm crazy, they could just go. Go and away. <laughs> but if my schoolmates think I'm crazy. Like, you know, Social suicide. That's not going to look good. Exactly, exactly. Social suicide. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, so I'm really interested in what you said about like the foretelling aspect of things because like for myself, I always think about uh, future and trajectories, right? Like there's an amount, so, so many amount of probabilities or possibilities that can happen. And so, like you said, good guessing, right? Good probability. How does it come to you that you're able to foretell things? I'm always like super weary of people that are like, I can tell your future kind of thing. And people, when they think of psychics, they very often think of someone who gives them their future. How, what, how does that come to you and how are you able to use it with integrity? Yeah, that's that's such a great question. And I'm glad because I'm glad that I was able to kind of explore at a very young age, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of tap into that ability um, of, you can say, prophecy or prediction or, you know, be able to foretell certain things or premonition. Right. Um, because that's how it kind of began. First, it would 
it came to me in dreams. Yeah. So I would dream things before they happen. And it was like so consistent, like just mm-hmm. almost like every day. It, and it would just be random things, yeah. you know? Um, it would happen not only in my dream state, but it always ha- it would also happen in a conscious state. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I had this uh, um, natural ability to kind of daydream, kind of just wander off naturally. And when I would go into these daydreams, they would be, I would see certain things that would happen. And then I would come and step back to my normal state and then it would happen. Almost, it's kind of funny I'm saying this because I'm thinking about Soul Raven. You remember Soul oh, Raven yeah. from Disney? <laughs> like literally like that. I'm not, I'm not lying. It was literally like, I remember Soul Raven came out. I was like, this is just like odd and peculiar <laughs> because this is very familiar. And I'm like, does somebody know about my life? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I would see things like that. It would just like, it would be like a flash, just like for a second. And I would come out of it. And next thing I know, like a great example, I remember the first time it happened to me and I was like, this is so weird. It was like deja vu, but in a waking state. So mm-hmm. I was walking to school. Me and my friends would always walk to school together. Sometimes if we didn't take the school bus, we would walk to school together. And I remember this day very clearly as it happened yesterday. We were walking down the street and, you know, joking around, playing kids. And my friend, all of a sudden, I was like, I saw my friend trip. Like he tripped. And... I realized I was like daydreaming, like my mind hand went off and we were just like walking. And next thing I know, this he tripped exactly as I saw wow. it in the vision, like mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. you know, and just little small things like that began to happen. So um, I, I became comfortable with it because the dream states in the deja vu. And I'm like, okay, that happens. I'm not, I'm used to it. But then when it started happening in conscious state, where I was like having like visions and then yeah. it would happen like after that, mm-hmm. that was kind of like, okay, this is trippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then as I got older, I, I realized that, okay, I do have a little bit of control over it. Meaning that if I tune in into someone or focus on them, I do see things now. I'm not in control of what I'm able to see. Mm-hmm. It just, it just comes when it comes, you know? So that's how I realized that's, that's how it happens. And so with that being said, um, at this point, being more experienced and learned um, and knowing about my building, having control and discipline of my gifts, I I don't consider myself a fortune teller, but I do have predictive abilities. It just Mm -hmm. is what it is. You know, for a long time, I hated the word psychic because of the fact that there was this, um, as you know, stigma, as you know of, you know, they're just people who just read tarot cards or just, they tell your future fortune tellers and, you know, that whole thing. And and it's like, no, it is what it is. And I'm comfortable with it because a lot of stuff that I have said has come true. Now, I'm not looking for people to be like, oh, I'm going to tell your future. I'm going to tell you happen. It just happens when it happens. You know, I don't make that a thing where I'm like advertising, like, oh, I'm going to predict your future. Yeah. Um, I counsel, you know, I coach. And naturally, I am able to see probabilities because that's what I realized is the future is just probabilities. Mm-hmm. But someone who's an intuitive or a clairvoyant who has that ability of prediction, they're just looking at probabilities. Nothing's written in stone. Yeah. You, know, you can always change things because we have free will. Mm-hmm. You know, I always compare it to kind of looking at like a videotape of someone's life and having like three different videotapes of someone's life and then A, B, and C and kind of be able to see the trajectory. So if you're, you know, you're on this path right now, and if you continue with this certain pattern, you're going to end up here. But if you change it, you know, this is option B, C, 
but it's your choice and your free will which way you want to go based upon your choices and your decision because you're in control of your life. Mm, I'm yeah. just looking at the probabilities. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to hear because a lot of times, even those, the vulnerable, right? Like we'll go seeking someone and looking for answers, you know, to what's going to happen in their life. And sometimes if they're not with someone who's practicing with integrity, they will, they will sit and think that this is something that's, that's in stone. And then we'll only look for those probabilities, right? Like they feel yeah. confined by them. So, uh, some Oracle card writer told you, you need to break up with your boyfriend because he's X, Y, and Z maybe, but like you might either adhere to that because someone told you so, or go against it because someone told you so, and you're still enacting your free will, but either way we've influenced or affected the way you might behave if you're not using your own intuition. Yeah, exactly. And and there's, there is great responsibility right. that comes with this gift, you know, like the Marvel saying, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's so true. It's like there, because people do rely on what we say as intuitives, as mediums, as healers, as coaches, as teachers, whatever your role is, when people come to you, they do rely to you a certain extent. And my thing is that I never ever allow my clients or whoever come to me to give their power away to me. Right. Or and I encourage them not to give their power away to anyone. Yeah. You know, say you you are in control of your life. You direct your life. We're just guides. We're just here to help to guide you, you know, but I'm not here to tell you what to do or to live your life at the end of the day, because that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to be here to guide you, to enlighten you, to give you some insight, you know, on your path to kind of help you to kind of look at some things that maybe you, you can do differently, you know, so that you can kind of live your life to the best of your capability, you know, or fully dive into your, your potential, whatever that may be. You know, but I'm not here to, you know, walk and hold your hand because that's just not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that so much. Um, Your story about the, your friend tripping. I have stuff like that happens to me all the time. Um, The dream thing too, as well. It it started for me in the dream world. Like I started when, as a kid, I'd have a dream about something and then my, it would happen maybe a few days later, weeks later. And my mom would be like, what'd you dream about last night? What'd you dream about this night? And so that's where I started to get more um, just more in tune, like with myself and being like, why well, had a dream about this? Maybe this thing will happen or whatever. But that conscious thing you're talking about, it's, it's only recently started to happen with me in the last, maybe like two, three years. And, um, to the point, I remember we were leaving for Mexico for a trip, like a couple of months ago. And I was, I was really hungry. We had to get up at three, go to the airport, the whole deal. And I had made this like, you know, purple smoothie, this red berry smoothie. And I'd sat it in our living room where our living room was one of those kind of like Southern living rooms where it's only for adults. Like don't, don't let the kids in this living room. This is the area we keep clean. So that way, like when guests come over, there's one clean room in the house. And so I had sat that just moving around, trying to put my daughter in her, her uh, stroller, whatever. And I sat it on the table. And when I walked out and I was buckling her up, I thought, I shouldn't have the smoothie in there. It could get on the carpet or the curtains or whatever. Somebody could drop it. So I asked my sister, Hey, would you, um, it wasn't even like a, like a, I wouldn't say it was the way that I expressed it to you just now. It was like this flash of seeing the cup falling and destruction happening as a result. (laughs) Um, so I asked my sister to go grab me the cup. And so she grabs, grabs me the cup and we're, you know, putting my daughter in her, uh, her stroller and she kind of kicks my hand and the, cup falls out of my hand now mind you we're in the foyer like 
quite a ways away from that, but the way that it hit the floor, it splattered like blood splatter all over the curtains, the carpet, the coffee table, the couch, it hit everything. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I just saw that happening, you know? And either way was not able to avoid it. So, um, and, and just little instances like that where it's, but it's so, it's often so close to the timing of when the thing happens, there's not enough. I mean, like, I guess if you get practiced at it, there's a time where you start to realize, well, that's one of those flashes. I need to pay attention to that, but I'm not in that, that practiced arena yet. Even happened yesterday, my daughter was sitting on her, um, changing table and she never moves off the table. She's like fine or whatever. And I just took a step to open the door to ask my partner to get her a bottle. And I could see it. Like she was going to jump off of the thing and in enough time that I was able to catch her like just moving off of that thing. So it's just stuff like that, that I'm like, oh, this is important to be able to tune into because it can help keep your kid from jumping off a table or, you know, like things that are kind of important. Um, Let's move into the auras. Like I'm really interested in auras and I've never really heard someone kind of break down how they see them and what's their purpose. Like, what is the purpose of an aura? Like, how does that help you understand more about a person's personality or their trajectory? Okay, so my first encounter with, an aura, uh, I realized was in elementary. Um, I remember this very clearly. Um, you know, it's it's fascinating how these experiences imprint themselves on your your subconscious, and it's like I can literally recall it as if it's yesterday. In elementary, I remember looking at my teacher in front of the chalkboard, mm. and you know she's moving around. I remember her, her. In fact, her name was Miss Gray. She was like one of my favorite mm-hmm. elementary teachers. And she she was walking back and forth in front of the chalkboard. And I just remember looking and seeing kind of this white haze around her because, you know, it's a black chalkboard. Yeah. And as she was moving, there's like this white haze. And I just remember like being a bit distracted, <laughs> trying to like, <laughs> what is this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's, you know? And I'm just like, this is fascinating. I'm a kid, I'm just fascinated. And I, <laughs> And I know nobody else see this. I, just, I don't mm. know why, how I know this, but I just know because I don't think anybody else is as like fixated, you know, right. almost around and they're paying attention directly to her. And uh, it's kind of funny because I remember my, I was a very good kid, quiet kid, great kid, but all my teachers always had the same complaint when I was young, uh, as I look back and they would always say, Reginald is a very good kid, extremely good kid, no problem, but he has a tendency to daydream. <laughs> that was the only complaint and I'm like like you guys don't even realize what the heck I'm seeing here like I can't I can't help it you know I'm yeah, seeing yeah. horrors and all this stuff you know but I remember that that was my earliest experience in encounter is looking at my teacher elementary teacher and seeing the white haze and the more I would look at it or focus it would just kind of grow and then turn into these different colors. And then I, naturally when I was around people, I would just see flashes of colors around them. It was very much so a, like a subjective experience, you know, like where it was yeah. like, I was seeing it. It wasn't like imagining it or in my mind's eye. Right. I was seeing like these light ages of colors around people, you know, and, um, and then of course reading about psychics learning about clairvoyance, learning about auras. I was like, oh, I can see auras. Okay, that's what these <laughs> things are that I'm seeing around people, you know? And and that's that's what made me realize I had an ability to tune into people easily mm-hmm. because all I had to do to begin is just to look at their aura. And I realized the colors had meaning. 
certain significant meanings and I would look how, how the colors would move around them. And sometimes it would get even more detailed. It would go beyond the colors in their energy field where I would see images, you know, I would see sh- shapes or patterns. Mm. And I realized, oh, I'm, I'm just looking at the different levels on the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual level, and I'm able to see the layers. So I got really good at that, you know, at kind of interpreting the different layers. And what does this mean if this is close to the Can you see that level. through video? I can. I actually oh, can. That's so cool. Yeah. It's the most easiest thing. I know it's so easy. It came so naturally and easy. Mm-hmm. The or thing, you know, it was like, it was never like a thing where it took effort. That that just would just happen like natural yeah. yeah what color is mine <laughs> so actually as i'm looking at you you have like a, a lot of purple and then you have like blue mm-hmm. and you have green mm-hmm. so so purple is like huge around you like your, your spiritual that's something your spiritual aspect is more in the spiritual space mm-hmm. and then i see the blue around you which obviously let me know you have the gift of communication lets me know that you're clear audience <laughs> yeah. you actually you're able to hear um, so obviously your psychic abilities, and then you have the green, which shows me that you also have healing ability. Oh, yay. Yeah. So okay. you, you'd be really good actually with some of the healing arts, like hands-on healing, energy healing. Uh, but yeah, those, those are your, the three colors, main colors that I see is the purple. I see the blue, and then I see the green. Then there's like little specks of like white, you know, mm. white around you. Which is very interesting. Some What's things I'm white. What does that mean? You know, sometimes yeah. I ask, I'm like, what does that mean? Because sometimes <laughs> I just see weird anomalies. Like I'll see like a streak of this or a streak of that, and I'm like, what is that? And then that's when my guys have to come in and they'll kind of like let me know. But interesting, the white. When I see the white, um, like speckles, they look like like glitter around you. Um, this is actually what what they're saying is that this is actually you opening up. They're, they're saying that you're opening up to another level spiritually. So what you're actually going through right now is that you're going through a an elevation right now. You're going through another level of spiritual spiritual growth right now mm-hmm. uh, where you're actually realizing that you're becoming more aware, you're becoming more open and you're becoming more connected to your soul. So this is more of a connection with your higher self when I'm looking at the white speckles mm-hmm. and more connecting with your, your soul voice, your, your soul voice, your higher self, um kind of integrating your past life experiences in your present life ah this is awesome we are actually going to get more into this on our after show so those of you who are listening go to patreon.com slash the lovely Leah to hear his full reading of me or like short reading of me <laughs> uh on our after show um but like i just find that stuff so so cool just to like the way in which sometimes even just saying that right helps people feel more confident in the changes that they're feeling that are happening within them spiritually, because a lot of those things are things that we can't see on a normal day-to-day basis. You call yourself a soul teacher. So what is it about your gifts that helps you teach people about their soul? What does that mean to you? Yeah. So I realized throughout my whole life that my life has always been kind of like an out-of-body experience. Hmm. I always felt a little bit odd, a little bit different in that way, because I always knew, even as a kid, before I could put it into words, I always knew that there was something bigger than me, that there was something around me, a presence. I couldn't explain what that presence was, but I just know that it was protective of me and I could feel it everywhere. And I felt like it was connected to everyone. And I realized that that was a connection to my soul, my soul awareness, my higher self. I've always had the integration of having one foot in this world, the physical, and one foot in the spiritual world. And being aware of that, it sounds weird, 
before being aware if that makes any yeah. sense you know? <laughs> it sounds weird to say but it's like I always had the awareness even before I knew I had the awareness uh, of my soul and being a soul in this physical body like I would never ever fully resonate with my physical being like I knew I had a body but I always felt like I was outside of my body like I never mm -hmm. felt like I was just fully um, restricted to my body I right. always felt that with other people when I looked at other people and I would look at their energy I wasn't necessarily looking at the physical person it's like I was always connecting with something deeper like an yeah. essence part of them and that's what I realized is the soul you know your soul is your entity it's your mm -hmm. essence is who we truly are you know as that saying goes you know we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience we're spiritual beings having a physical, physical experience because as we don't have a soul we are a soul mm, I love that and that's what I realized unconsciously my whole life younger before I even became enlightened or educated spiritually that that's what I was tapping into that's what I was aware of that I'm this spiritual being I'm this soul and I'm just navigating through this world you know having experience learning growing and able to experience other people's experience from that level. Hmm. So that when you talk about guiding people, helping people, giving them, giving them reinsurance, that's what I realized is my purpose. My purpose is to be a teacher, a healer, to uplift people, to enlighten people, to empower them, you know, to make them realize that you are a spiritual being first. Hmm. You know, and that this experience, what we're going through, the emotions, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, that's just a typical experience. Earth is a school, literally. We are just on a school and we're here to learn and grow. Every experience that we're going through is for us to grow. It's for our spiritual growth. It's for our soul's growth because we chose to come here. And that's the realization that I came to really at an early age in middle school um, through past lives. And this is another thing. So kind of yeah. changed the past lives. I had a spontaneous past life recall mm -hmm. in high school, meaning one day I remember just coming in and home and I, you know, it would just be me because um, I would get out before my sister got out of school. I had a younger sister and my mom would be at work. And I remember one day walking in the door and all of a sudden I just got this flash of like memories mm -hmm. and they were like imagery of like different past um past memories of past times like medieval and and I would see like they were just flashing flashing like a life review and I recognized that I was this person but in different lifetimes in different bodies and different experiences I remember very clearly one lifetime like literally being burnt at the stake but I was a woman and yeah. I was burnt at the stake and I automatically knew what that was I was like yeah. this is witch trials like this is like the times like the witch trials and and the witch hunts. And then I remember another lifetime literally seeing myself in like this robe, like a monk. And I was like a monk. And then I had another lifetime as like a like, like a Buddhist monk. And then there was mm -hmm. enough time, another lifetime as like a Christian, like monastery monk. Like I remember being mm -hmm. like being in this room and having like the the robe. And I remember like having my book and my Bible, my journal and writing. It was and it all it literally all happened literally probably in like seconds. Yeah. And I recognize, oh my God, this is me. And these are experiences. And that's when I really realized the extent of the soul and how it's eternal. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's, it's so funny how many people have that, that memory of being burned at the stake, particularly right now, 
as we're moving into the more divine feminine area or era or whatever, like we're starting to switch back over into that inward directed energy versus outward directed energy and starting to come back into a sometime of balance. And, um, I, there's so many people that I've had, you know, uh, readings with or done readings for that have that memory. And I thought in some way we're all, we're all connected. So we're all connecting to information, whether we had that life or not, we, I'm sure you, you had that and we've had that or whatever, whoever says they had it, had it, but, um, we're all connecting to those in ways that are helping us learn faster in this school, like you said. Um, and I think that that's so cool. I also had a, a life as a monk, a Buddhist monk. I remember being on the top of some mountain hill somewhere in a temple somewhere. Um, I had one that I remember viscerally, uh, about, uh, Knights of Templar, like being one of those people like going through and like slaughtering people and whatnot, like really like tumultuous kind of past. And then one that I'm very fond of, uh, memory from uh, when I lived in Cairo, um, and had this whole existence in ancient Egypt, whatever. Anyway, all that to say those kind of like the, the recall, the ability to be able to recall and know that you're not making it up. That to me requires extreme self-awareness because you could have been like, Oh, I saw that on something or whatever. And just kind of like, you know, put it to the side. You were having the that's so Raven moment. And what, what class were you in? Were you in the hallway? Like what was happening? What all that was kind of like coming to you? Yeah. Like I said, that, that was when I was coming from school and got home. Oh, got home. Yeah, I remember yeah. that day so clearly. Once again, I can remember like yesterday because these are just like very impressionable moments that yeah. you just don't forget. And I remember getting, you know, at home, yeah, you know, come in, you know, take my book bag off and I got in, in the living room and I remember like, it just hit me out of nowhere. Mm -hmm like these visions, like just like one after another, like literally just like flash, 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 flash. And I'm looking and then it just came to this sudden, like knowing like, this is me. Yeah. All these different, different times and eras and individuals I was seeing was me and these experiences that I had. And I remember the point, like, I remember I literally had to like sit. I remember like sitting on the floor because it just all hit me so quick. And I was like, kind of like in this daze or like this trance yeah. it was happening. Mm -hmm. and like processing it you know like okay what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what just happened <laughs> you know and then that's when my intuition or my knowing I guess you could say my guides or mm -hmm. kicked in and like this is you this mm -hmm. is your past life these are all the experiences you had and I realized that there was a thing all of them had a spiritual thing mm -hmm. all of them I realized I had my gifts I had my abilities so that's yeah. when I realized oh this is my first time. This is my yeah. first go around. Like I've had these gifts and abilities in past lives and, I, and I'm just continuing to carry them on and learning and growing from them and how to look, utilize them to help other people. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you find that you work with children often or do you work with children at all? Yes. Uh, I, I definitely feel a connection to younger people, mm -hmm. uh, especially very young, you know, kids gravitate to me. Yeah, you know, I can so see like that. <laughs> they, they naturally gravitate to me and they love my energy. And I love their energy because there's a pureness. I, I feel right. like, as we know, children just have this pureness, you know, the spirit, their heart. And most of them don't really have that conditioning that we have as adults, you know, right, yeah. adults where we're caught up in the world and everything is happening around us. They're just so open and so receptive. And I realized that they do see something in my energy. I they they see that energy, they see that light around me, and they gravitate to me. And it's like they I I feel like they understand me. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like they just yeah. have this way of like, cause they see you, you know, they mm-hmm. see who you are, you know, they, you know, they see your soul, they see your spirit. They have that discernment. And it's yeah. like, I see them, you know, and it's like, we have this almost like telepathic communication, you know, it's like, I see you. you yeah. See yeah. See you, you know, I always thought about that. Well, cause as you're, you recall so much from your childhood that I imagine that it would be so advantageous for you to work with children who are gifted in that way um, or helping them be able to connect to that part of themselves. Cause I, I wonder, I often wonder, like, obviously like some of us have maybe had more lifetimes where we do certain things like that. And we all have gifts in in various amounts of ways. Like you might be a still, I always say well, you might be a stellar accountant and be really great with numbers. Whereas I am not. <laughs> uh, and some may be really great at being able to do the psychic medium thing or other things or whatever, but everybody's got gifts and in, in some aspect. And yep. like, but I think that a lot of us, those of us who have been very connected to the spirit world have been conditioned out of it. And like, we've been told that's not true or stop making things up, or that's not your imaginary friend, or, you know, that's evil or whatever. And that conditioning affects and blocks us from being able to access that as, as, you know, young adults and, and, and further on, um, would you have any tips for those who are looking to connect more to their psychic ability, more to their intuition, more to whatever it is that they feel really drawn to, to help them unblock themselves of that conditioning? Oh yeah, most definitely. I would say first is to open up your mind, open up your mind. I tell people all the time, you know, clients and just people that ask me questions that want to know how to develop their intuition or tune into their abilities. um, I tell them it's a process. It's a journey. It's an unfoldment because that's what's happening. Our gifts, our abilities, they're unfolding as we're growing and we're going through our experiences in life. And I always tell people, just have an open mind, have an open heart. Don't put yourself in the box and don't allow other people to put you in the box. And I'm I'm grateful and I'm blessed that I grew up in a family where I you know, my soul chose to be in the family where it's like they understood me. Yeah. And I wasn't shut down, which I know is not the majority experiences. That's very much so a rare experience yeah. for most people, because most people unfortunately are shut down at a very early age due to either growing up in a very religious household or, you know, just not wanting to talk about those things and it being very taboo. Um, I would say, trust yourself, trust yourself, allow yourself to experience it day by day and to not let other people to push their beliefs on you. Cause it's so easy in the society where we have so much, of hierarchy and mm. you know ismness and you know all of this you know and, and especially with religion and you know I don't have anything against religion at all you know I religion serves its purpose you know like I, said, I do come from a family spiritual and you know they are Christians you know and Catholic but once again we grew up more just they were more like spiritualists so it was never mm. a conflict with their relig- religious beliefs you know right. these, yeah it was all the same thing yeah and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are grow up in very orthodox Christian families or other or- orthodox religions where it's like, no, it's a no, no, this is evil mm-hmm. this is the devil, yeah. you know, and, you know, if it's not Jesus or, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not good, you yeah. know, so yeah. I would say, you know, allow yourself to explore, give yourself room to grow, to explore, learn, educate yourself 
as much as possible. That truly helped me having a curious mind mm -hmm. and just wanting to go and just absorb as much knowledge and go to the library and go into all the paranormal books and metaphysical, religious, learn about different religions, learn about different spiritual experiences because it will help you to grow as an individual and help you to understand who you are and be able to define yourself rather than other people defining you. Take them to church, Reggie. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, I think y'all should just take that to heart um, because I think even like you're speaking so much truth to me uh, in my own experience, it, it became like wh exactly what you said. I started reading voraciously, like uh, even through my podcast, you know, three years almost here we are. And every person that I interview, I get something from like, it's that curious mind that helped me overcome my conditioning and come to a place where I figured out, okay, this is who I am. And this is, this is what I enjoy or what I gravitate towards. This is what I believe. And that changes on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> so being able to open my mind completely, open your mind completely is such a beautiful tip. Thank you for that. Um, before we go, I would love to hear uh, for, for you to tell people what it is that you do and where they can find you. Okay. Well, as you know, I, I call myself Reginald Lewis, the soul teacher. That's who I am. Uh, and I'm a spiritual life coach and healer, you know, psychic medium. And a lot of my work has to do with in the three areas of, of course, doing readings, doing private consultations, readings, a psychic and medium, giving people, you know, spiritual insight, guidance, you know, it's all mediumship, connecting with people, loved ones, you know, and ancestors and giving messages from spirit. Um, but also there's also the coaching aspect as well, where I'm a life coach and I do a lot of life coaching as well, you know, where I help people to, you know, either on their spiritual journey, you know, to become comfortable with their gifts, their own abilities, you know, um, how to develop it, how to go through that process of unfoldment. Um, or I, you know, sometimes I help people actually to uh, embrace, embrace, embrace their path. Like if they want to do a business, you know, because a lot of people don't know they say, well, I know I have this gift and I have this ability, but how do I like, how do I go out into the world yeah. and express it? You know, and once again, that's an exploration process. Don't be afraid to go out there, to put yourself out there. Be fearless. Yeah, there may be moments or times when you feel rejected or times when you feel feel alone, but you won't always be alone. You know, I say seeking, you shall, you shall find. You know, as I say, you know, in the Bible, and I truly believe that if you seek, you're going to find it and you're going to find people of like mind. You're not going to always be alone or feel alone because there are so many people out there in the world who have these experiences, who have these gifts, you know, and they just don't talk about it. But when you start to, when you have that one person to just open up and to share, you'll be surprised how many other people open up and they say, right. you know, what? I had those experiences as well, you know, <laughs> and because it is, it's more, it's, it's normal. And I think that's the crazy thing about it is like, it's so normal. Mm -hmm. It really is. Just people mm -hmm. don't talk about it because yeah. they're scared to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what's your website? The website is reginaldlewis.com or thesoulteacher.com. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much uh, for sharing your wisdom and like, don't you guys love the sound of his voice? I'm always like, I love like listening to people's frequencies of their voices. And I'm like, there's certain people I like to listen to and other people, not so much. <laughs> you have such a great frequency. Uh, I, I love it. Um, mm. If you want to hear the rest of this interview, go to the uh, patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah and Reggie's going to give me a reading. I'm super excited. Uh, if you love this episode, please send it to someone you love and we will see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.